here from God FM. I hope you're all keeping very well. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year. Well, it's not New Year yet, actually. Uh, it will be New Year soon. <laughs> In March, it'll be New Year. But it isn't New Year at the moment. Currently, we're in February. Can you believe we're in February already? I can't believe it. So much is happening in the world. It's the 10th of February today, God's Sabbath day. It's actually evening now. 
So I assume that's the end of the Sabbath, but I don't know where you are in the world. I'm in England and here it is six o'clock in the evening. Praise the Lord. I hope you're all keeping well. There's been a lot happening in the world. I had to come offline for a bit with lots of technical problems. Um, it was just impossible for me to uh, broadcast or do any of the work of the Lord. <laughs> so there's been a few changes in my life. But all for the good of the Lord, of course. And uh, we have to remember these are tough times. The enemy is going to use whatever he can to attack us. Um I'm hoping to give you great testimonies and uh, all sorts of wonderful things that the Lord is doing in my life. Um, <laughs> every day the Lord tells me and shows me such amazing things. But I also want you to know, you know, as a, a worshipper of the Lord, a child of God, and a speaker of the truth and a teacher of the Bible, it's so very important for you to know that I've been under such an attack that it's made me question my own walk in life. It's made me question my faith and it's made me reassess everything in my life. And, uh, well, and I guess it went on, it's been going on for about a year, this whole, uh, malarkey and, uh, one of the reasons I couldn't broadcast was because of my uh, lack of ability to uh, use devices and electricity and all sorts of things. And, uh, and I didn't have any good news for you. But what I have always said to you, this is all about technology, electricery, and you. You see, the children of God are so very important to the Lord. He loves you so very, very much. And we've all got a purpose down here. We really have got very important things to be doing. We are shining the light of Jesus Christ. We're all called to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, the more you do this, the more you'll come under attack. But also as the time nears the end, Again, there's a big divide happening in the world between the good people and the bad people, the light and the darkness, evil and good, death and life. And if you notice in Genesis, it tells us in the beginning was the darkness first. So um, if we also know that the beginning and the end is the Alpha and the Omega and he's the alphabet and he's the word. Then what we've got to do is we have to come to the end to get to the beginning again. Because he says when you know the end, you'll know the beginning. Also, for us to make it to the end, we have to be um, siphoned. I guess like if you're mining for gold, you would put it through a sieve and then you'd see what gold was there. Um, and then, you know, you'd have your gold and then the rest would go back in the river and you'd just carry on siphoning for gold. Oh, I'd love to have been able to do this. Wouldn't it have been a marvelous thing? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, I often think of the book of Ruth and, um, uh, 
Ruth was told that she had to stay with the Reapers. And Boaz is a bit of a representation of Christ, you know. Boaz is to be O, and that's sort of infinite of time. And then A to Z, AZ. Um, <laughs> and Ruth is the truth without the T. She's missing the T, which is what write, God writes with, with the T. It's very interesting with the letters. I'm still working on this, as you know. It's very fascinating with the letters and the words. But what I find so amazing about God is, is everything has double meanings. You know, letters that you write on a piece of paper uh, make up a word. But then you wrap it up and that becomes a letter as well. Hmm. The other thing is I was talking to someone the other day and they were mentioning about, you know, when you go to prison, why is the place where you go to prison called a cell? Well, this is because uh, you are a positive and negative. You are um, the light of Christ and you contain power. Uh, you, you see, Jesus shines the light. And when he rules for a thousand years, we won't need a sun because he pro will provide the light. Now, we're also told that the saints will also shine. And I've been told this story about... Uh, some people, these witches, they were trying to do evil spells. And there was this Christian lady and she was just walking along quite happily across the road, the other side of the road. And um, anyway, they had to stop what they were doing because her light shined so brightly. It was like the sun. And uh, she totally destroyed their ability to to manifest their witchcraft. Just by walking across the road on the other side. Hmm. And she was just a little lady who went to church and believed in God and prayed to God, you see. And, uh, but to everyone else, she would have just looked like a normal person. So this is the other thing you must realize that, uh, the closer we get to the end, the more your light will shine because it will de define you and identify you as a child of God. And there will be a bigger divide between the good and the bad. And um, so this is why you can't sit on the fence as well as Jesus says, because um, then you're not in the light and you're not in the dark. So if you're not in the light, then you're considered in the dark, you see. Um, I found that uh, there's no messing around at this moment. Uh <laughs> I'm finding really nothing matters to me anymore at all, apart from serving God and getting a good night's sleep, of course, is very important to me also. If you're not rested, you become ratty and tired. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot to be said about, um, having a clear out and a change around. Um, so this is also quite good to do. You know, I think a clean house is a representation of your mind. Um, you know, I, I was a bit of a hoarder as well. And, uh, and I ended up buying lots of things and then I just store it in my loft and then it would just sit there for years and years and never get used. And, uh, what a complete waste. And then actually what I had was several storage, uh, places where I kept things as well. Um, and my handyman shared them with me and we both were saying, you know, we had these storage, free storage places that we were given. Um, and, 
anyway, they came to an end and we had to move on all our things. And uh, when it came down to it, we decided we really didn't want any of the things that we had been storing for all these years. And so I wonder also whether we hold on to things in our minds and in our hearts, grudges, and also things that are pointless, you know, our uh, plans in this world really mean nothing. Um, <laughs> our purpose here on earth is for the glory of the Lord. And if it isn't, then you won't have anything at all to, to show for. It's interesting what Solomon writes about how you work and toil and then you give it all to someone else when you die and you don't get any recognition for it. It's so very interesting life it is. Um, but I really wanted to just come on air and just let you know that I'm okay. Uh, I've just had so many things going on. I haven't been able to blink, uh, even go to the toilet, uh, in peace. <laughs> it's been so busy. It's been crazy and it hasn't been easy, but it's been positive, uh, positive changes and lots of good things are going to come from this. Um, and, um, the Lord's moving my life around and, uh, and I was resisting for a long time. I resisted and I, um, you know, I found that if things aren't easy, it means that God isn't there supporting you because maybe you're fighting God's plan or it's just a sort of holding phase, a testing phase. And uh, when things happen quickly and easily, it's because the Lord's got you and he's sorted everything out. So uh, this has kind of happened just recently and uh, things suddenly moved very fast and uh, I didn't even have a chance to take a breath. <laughs> it's been crazy, it has. Um, but yes, uh, Gary, my cat and I are very happy. Uh, we have, uh, we've had to relocate, uh, but this is very good. I mean, it's worked out very well and, uh, for, for everyone, for the glory of God, for, uh, my, uh, serving of the Lord and, uh, also for my functionality. I can do more, uh, in the whole encompassing of everything I do from where I am now. So I'm very pleased to tell you um, we're, you know, getting things together and we're going to shake some asses. Let's put it that way. We're going to shake ass and uh, <laughs> I'm going to rock the world. <laughs> and I want you to realize that we have Christ with us. Don't ever feel alone. I want you to know this, please. I love you all, okay? I'm really sorry I haven't been able to be on air. It's just been impossible to function with everything going on. I'm an extremely independent person, and I've done a lot of the stuff recently myself. Um, I'm quite private as well. So um, it's been lots of work, but... Um, I'm meticulous also. I like things just so, and they have to be just right. Um, so um, I think we're getting there now, though. But I want you to know, if I've been under such an attack, I know that this is because of what I do. Uh, just yesterday, I had someone contact me from South Africa, and uh, they wanted to know if I was okay because I haven't been broadcasting for a little while. 
And I said, oh, yes, it's been just so chaotic and everything. And I've been under attack. And he said, oh, please know that uh, I love your sermons and uh, they really encourage me. And it's because you're doing the work of the Lord that you're under this attack. Now, I want you to know also, I want you to think back. If you are already a Christian, you know, when you came to Jesus Christ and you made that decision to hand your life to God, or even before that, before, you know, when you were thinking about, you know, maybe I do believe in God. Maybe I will hand my life to God. Maybe I'll do the sinner's prayer. Maybe I will try that and see, you know. What happens is you come under attack. You do. Uh, there'll be all sorts of distractions, like someone will knock on your door just when you're opening the Bible to start studying. Or the phone will ring. Or you'll um, be on a bus reading this section and someone will spill coffee on you on your Bible or whatever, you know, there's always something. Or you'll get asked to work on a day when you've planned a Bible study or whatever. There's always going to be attacks from the enemy. Especially now because I want you to know that this is so very important this time. You see, for God's word to manifest on this earth, yes, it has to be read by you and me. It has to go through your eyes. It has to come alive for Jesus to be inside you because he is the word. So you eat the word like bread because Jesus is also the bread. But you have to accept the blood atonement sacrifice in order for you to receive the word and for it to come alive inside you. So, uh, but it's so important that you read the word and uh, you know how you need food every day. Well, you have to read the word every day or at least listen to the word every day. You also have to pray. And the thing is as well, when you're under attack, you have to give praise to God and pray to God. Uh, what happens spiritually can manifest into the physical world. Um, with everything that's happened, I have now taken on some additional team members for God FM broadcasting, for teaching and for um, broadcasting sermons and uh, and this I think will help God FM and our listeners um, to reach a wider audience but also to encompass more teachings in the short time we've got left before Christ comes. So um, you know this is what I was thinking um, and I'm hoping this will help others. Um, I also realized that there are some incredible people who teach the Bible, but they're just not recognized on a world level. And uh, I'm hoping that through God FM, they will gain some recognition and they will um, have a bigger following, but that we can uh, spread the message of Christ and make it clear for people to understand it. You know, it's so very important that we reach people, but we also get the message over in a clear way. I have a particular way of seeing the word and presenting 
what I see it for and how I have it in my mind. I think my mind digests it, processes it and puts it in a simple format. And so, you know, this is the way I present it. Others might prefer other people's way of presenting it. Um, so, so my lady friend that has joined me, her name is Megan. She's written many books. She's uh, broadcast on various radio stations and I'll be sharing some of her work with everybody. Uh, I've made her one of our broadcasters and uh, teachers at God FM. She will be doing live broadcasts with me and interviews and chat shows with audiences across the world on God FM. And if you wish to phone in or participate in any of our live broadcasts, please do get in touch with me, admin at godfm.org.uk. Uh, you can also reach me on WhatsApp 0775-777-88. My other number is 0777-87388. And uh, my name is Aisha from God FM. Um, and then we also have a gentleman called Isaac. So um, Isaac is actually from Africa, from Ghana. And he's a minister and he's so strong in the Lord. He's been so wonderful to me, so supportive. And there's been some uh, teachings uh, because I think it's important you should know that even ministers and people who go out and preach the word, like myself, sometimes need to come under someone else's wing to get that extra support in tough times. Sometimes I think, you know, with all the churches and priests and things, that they don't get this. And this can mean that they can go downhill if they're not getting the support. But also they can get a bit big for their boots because they start seeing themselves like God because people go to them and ask them to pray. So I think God likes to keep us humble and meek. And in this way, you don't reach a point where you think you don't need God and that you're better than God or that you know the word better than anyone else. And, um, you know, he doesn't like it if you get big for your boots or full of pride. So uh, this uh, I found with the Lord. He's always kept me so that I'm not rich and uh, and he doesn't like pride in in any way. I'm a bit of a show-off also. Um so uh, I like to show off in Christ. Um, and so anything I do for showing off, I do for God. And I enjoy doing this. I boast about Jesus Christ. I love that. Uh, I'm not embarrassed. I serve the Lord. And uh, I like the way Paul teaches about this also. So um, Megan has been doing some teachings with me on Romans. She was saying to me, she said, you know the Old Testament so very well. And uh, the New Testament is so nourishing because this is all about the new will and testament and the new covenant of Jesus Christ, which needs more focus at this time. And I took on board what she was saying. And she said she was doing a study on Romans. And I said, well, could I join you on the study? 
she said, oh, yes. Oh, uh, she um, has a, a group that she's created with God FM, and uh, we do a live teaching on Mondays at 2 p.m. And uh, she uh, ministers to various people, including myself, all of her uh, understanding of Romans and the questions that have arisen in her mind and the answers to those questions. And she asks us questions and she, um, she makes us really think about what is being said in those chapters. So, uh, we've, we've gone through three lessons on the three first chapters of Romans. And I'll be putting those into, uh, our broadcasts and, uh, and I'll be coming up with some new graphics for our Bible teachings, uh, so that you can recognize them as teachings as to opposed to my sermons I do with all the videos and the little pretty pictures and moving audio and, uh, graphics and all that. And then with Isaac, uh, I've also been doing a study at seven, getting seven steps closer to God. The seven steps, essential steps to getting closer to God. Um, so I'm hoping you'll enjoy those. Um, because when I was uh, having this uh, whole lot faced at me, I thought, well, maybe I just need to get closer to the word and, um, reinforce my, um, and reendorse my authority in the word and my understanding of it, but my faith and my trust in God. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's interesting because I think relationships are about trust, aren't they? Yes. So if you don't trust somebody, then you can't really have a relationship with them. And so, um, when I was going through all of this and uh, I would pray to God and things kept happening, I started to lose my trust for God. I'm being really honest with you. And I told, uh, well, a couple of people about this who were close to me. And this was what was recommended that I come back to basics and restudy and re-go through all of those things that reendorse number one, uh, the trust in God, the faith, the strength of and power of the spirit and the word and, um, utilizing the tools which the Lord has left us with. We have everything we need. Uh, but we, I think because we're human, we forget and our minds aren't able to contain and, um, remember who we are and, um, remember all of the, the words that are in the Bible. Um, I noticed also when I was really heavily studying the Bible, I would dream about the Bible every night. So, um, this is important also. So the more we read the word, the more it comes front of mind. Um, I want you to also think about the, uh, the changes that are happening in the world. It's all about currents, money, uh, changing y you as a person, 
um, with the B system, which is all about technology. Uh, yesterday, I bumped into some chap, um, and uh, he was such a lovely man. He looked a bit down, and we got talking, and he was saying, oh, you see this there? There's a new camera there. He said, it's all AI. And I went, I know. He said, uh, they're, they're going to be retinal scanning our eyes. I went, I think so. <laughs> he said, uh, it's everywhere. I went, I know. I said, this is Babylon. This is a Babylonian system. It made me think of the Bible. You know, in the Old Testament, in the stories, when we couldn't conquer the Philistines on this one occasion, I think it was with uh, Joshua. Uh, there, it was because of the machines of war that they were using. And it was referred to as machines of war. I've always thought, what could these machines be? Then we're told that we must pull down all the towers when we conquer a town. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. We must pull down the towers. What are the towers? Well, I reckon it's all of the 5G. What have I noticed with all of what's happening? Well, I'll tell you what's happened that I've noticed. Okay, so what do I mean by changing you? Okay, so I've been looking, thinking about the pictures I've got, you know, of the 1800s. And in the pictures of the 1800s, there's many, many pictures of what looks like aerials in the street, quite tall things. And there are some photos of my town with everybody hanging out the windows um, for the king and the queen walking down the street and all the sort of shops and the names of the shops and things like this. I always, I found it really interesting and the buildings, uh, you know, it's just everything doesn't add up to what the Bible says. So someone's been lying, you know, anyway, <laughs> with the aerials, uh, I was thinking, why is there all these pictures of aerials? And they're tall and they're tall. I mean, you know, they're as tall as buildings, some of them. And obviously I've also told you that I've seen pictures with people holding mobile phones, cameras, laptops and iPads from the 1800s. Electricity existed free of charge in the 1800s. Someone's been telling porcupines, okay? So they've just completely manifested our history. Jesus didn't die 2000 years ago. He died more like 200 years ago, if that. 150 years ago. Okay. So what I've noticed is the technology. Now, I want to tell you how I connect it, all right? Now, I might be wrong because I don't know everything. Um, okay. It seems to be smart technology. So it's all about um, things listening to you and watching you, uh, cameras, uh, your emails, your phone. Uh, it's also aerials and uh, Wi-Fi and lights. Um, all connected with the Bluetooth and uh, it's about your data. Um, so, okay. So all of this stuff I'm talking about is invisible. So this is really interesting because uh, the, the spirit world is also invisible. Okay. And Satan is king of the air. Okay. 
And electricity is in a trickery. Um, and it's, it's all about currents. And the currents of Satan's world is, uh, the electricery and then the money as well to, um, and electricity is power. Okay. And then God is also the power through the word. Okay. The word is written, spoken and living and the light and the truth. Um, whereas, uh, the spirit world is, it's, uh, you can't see it and it's the air, but you need it. You need air. Now, where we came from, the Garden of Eden, when we ate from the tree of knowledge of good and e- evil, you know, I've always thought about this. God said, you will surely die if you eat from this tree. And then I used to think, well, but we didn't die. Oh, yes, we did. So what I think happened then is we became different. So according to the other books I've read, um, what happened was we became different. Uh, we ate for the first time after we left the garden, the, um, physical food, a different type of food, I think it was. So if we ate from the tree, I'm just saying what I think, okay? I don't know if I'm right. So just, just bear with me and see if you get this, okay? So if we ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, then it would uh, make sense that we had to then follow this road to find out the difference between good and evil. But because we um, ate from a tree of knowledge of good and evil, this was a physical tree of the material world, which we then became part of. We became followers of Satan and we lost the world. The world belonged to us before. And we became slaves to Satan. But to make it back to uh, the paradise, we had to choose to follow good. But because we kept following evil and following Satan, because in the material world it's it's very hard to be perfect, First, the Lord offered sacrifices that we could uh, forgive our sins. And then ultimately, Jesus Christ as the Lamb. And uh, notice he's the Lamb with a B, but he's also the lamp with a P. Notice we got the lamp stands in Revelation. Yeah. And the churches, the stars and the, the lampstands. I find this also very interesting. The phrases and the terminology of the Bible. So very interesting. The seven, th- the, is that seven thunders. Yeah. Yeah. Seven thunders also, which is a mystery that bit, uh, we didn't get told what was going to happen there, but that's where God will be able to do his mysterious work in the revelation. Uh, what is the revelation? Well, the revelation is a revealing of Christ. And it's, I guess, unpeeling, like unpeeling an on- onion or an orange. Um, and an orange looks nice, but you wouldn't know that there was fruit and it would taste nice until you peel off the outside of it and started eating it. 
And the word of God is a bit like that. It looks good, but it tastes better than it looks. It's nourishing and full, filling you with such food that you cannot get anywhere else. Yeah, I see people who walk around, they don't believe in God, and they have a big hole inside their hearts, and they have no happiness, and they are looking and searching for something to fill this hole, but they will never find it because they haven't got God. It's so very interesting, it is. And uh, what they then often do is uh, they chase after careers, money. And uh, I've noticed also, it's so very interesting, people who are not children of God, they absolutely love their families. Uh, this is something my friend and I were talking about. Um, the children of God are Cinderella's, I think. Like they become the black sheep and they're always told to do the cucky, horrible, yucky work. Um, and uh, they always get tossed to the side by the family and they're always the bad person. And for following Christ, if you put Christ in your life, you have to put Christ as number one. And, and obviously uh, in doing this, you tell your family, I put Christ as number one. And if you've got children, you say Christ comes first, then it's me and then it's you. And then this goes down not so well with the family, or, you know, even with parents or whatever. And my children also found this difficult. And uh, But for people who don't follow God, they find this very hard to get their head around. <laughs> it's so very interesting it is how they absolutely will do anything for their own family. And they hate, they hate uh, God's children. Uh, there was someone I was talking to from South Africa and uh, he was saying, it's so great to be back in Africa. He said, I hated London because it's so cold in that it doesn't have God there uh, as well. England has become very godless. And I agree. It's quite a lot of atheists. It's very rare to meet a proper Christian. Um, those letters that Peter wrote and John wrote, one, two, three, four, and five, John, are so true uh, that we will meet people who claim to be Christians, but they're not really Christians. Um, so you've always got to be very careful and um, always got to look at yourself. I think it's good to do self-assessments um, regularly. And, uh, you know, when you're going through a trial, you always think, well, what have I done wrong? Is God punishing me, you know? Um you know, and I think that, you know, the stories of Job, I think we all have to go through something like this uh, as well. The other thing is, um, you know, uh, since I've, I follow God, I uh, made a commitment to the Lord that I would serve him all the days of my life before what he's done for me because I love him so much. And uh, And I said to him, you know, I will follow you all the days of my life. And I will uh, remain celibate while I serve you until my tasks are finished here on earth and I've done the work that you need me to do so that I'm not distracted and and all this. So I'm celibate. And um, so anyway, <laughs> I found that uh, in this funny old world, 
This, of course, uh, means that Satan will then send as many men as possible to try and sway me off my pathway. Um, and uh, then to much of their disgust, they're pissed off because they can't have me. Um, and then uh, they, they become my enemies. It's It reminds me of the stories of Jerusalem, you know, um, and uh, in Lamentations, uh, Jerusalem is tossed down and all the enemies uh, surround Jerusalem and they scoff and laugh and all this. So I wonder if this is happening to other children of God. I mean, I'm just telling you what's happening in my world um, that I found. The other thing I found, because it's all technology and whatever, um, definitely don't have your mobile phones near you when you go to sleep. Um, I think that phones and things, well, because they emit uh, signals and currents, and uh, radiation, ultimately. Because they do say that on the packaging of phones, it does say that you're not meant to put them up against your ears. And then that's what we do. And there's ear pod things as well. They're, they're very bad for your ears. Um, because that's right by your brain. I really want you to think about this sort of thing, please. Um, I know all these things are done for convenience, but... Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. So I found that um, I only use a small bit of internet now. Um, so I often end up switching it off. If I'm not using it, I switch it off. Uh, because um, it's all about currents and signals and uh, this sort of thing. Um, also your routers and Wi-Fi. Now, I want to tell you about my plants. Okay, so I have... I had a spider plant and it lived in the lounge on the top shelf. And a couple of times I found it on the floor uh, because the cat apparently had climbed up and tossed it on the floor, yeah? Because he wanted to go in it and have a little scratch around in the soil and whatever. So anyway, I, you know, had this plant and it's, you know, it had been with me for many years and it, it started to bloom and it had got babies and whatever on it. It was a spider plant. And then when all of this started in July last year, well, it was April, uh, but in July, I noticed that the plant was dying. And uh, anyway, I found someone had plucked this plant out from the roots and it was just sitting in a pool of water and it was dying. And I didn't realize because it was right at the top shelf and I hadn't bothered to check it. When I realized this, I took the little plant out, got some new soil and uh, made up three pots with what was left of the dead plant. It looked pretty dead and divided it up and thought, we'll see which one survives with the new soil. And I was really careful, gave it lots of love. And now I've got these three plants that have completely taken over and they've really gone crazy very very happy plants because i put them on the window ledges and what happened was they had loads of babies and i put the babies in the same plant pots as them so they got their babies with them and i sing to them and i kiss them and i talk to them and they really like it without wi-fi um because all of this was around the time that we had problems with the Wi-Fi and they, they were dying. 
What I found with spider plants is they counteract currents of electricity. So, um, so something about plants really good. And um, also I found trees really good. The bigger the tree, the better also. Notice that with 5G, they've been chopping down trees. Yeah. No accidents, okay. Um, so... This is why I've noticed, um, so with 5G, um, what I notice is I get like a funny, it's almost like a fuzzy feeling on the top of my head, like there's like something trying to get in my head. Yeah, it's like a little scratching. Um, it's, I suppose it's a bit like going under a, um, so maybe a fir tree and you could feel the fir tree just touching your hair it's a bit like that you can feel the little leaves touching your head um that's what i found with the electricity and i can feel it um the 5g i can feel it in my head um and my ears pop um like i'm on an airplane as well that's how I know if it's affecting me. So, um, also I get problems with my jaw sometimes and my teeth, uh, get toothache from it. Um, I don't know why. Um, oh yeah. And I get, uh, sometimes a racing heartbeats as well. If it's really prevalent, you see with electricity, cause it's invisible. You can't see it, but it doesn't mean it's not dangerous because if you put your fingers in a plug socket, then you get electrocuted. Um, so all of it is, uh, part of what's meant to happen, I believe. Um, and yeah, we'll probably live in tents, I would imagine in the future to come. Um, what I will say is electricity is very dangerous as it is. And, uh, you know, just be really careful of electricity. I, I've had so many problems with electrics. It's so dangerous it is. And so I've noticed also, um, I was walking up and down one of the main streets here and I noticed there's lots and lots of, um, wires on the outside of people's houses. And, uh, and I, I looked down and, well, the aerial wire, uh, you can tell which is which, you know, the aerial wire is, uh, slightly thinner usually than, um, a normal wire. The telephone wire used to be quite thin, but now it's got really thick. And now notice the aerial wires also become quite thick. With the aerial wire, what you have is a copper piece in the middle. Then you've got a bit of white pl uh, plastic around it. And then you've got a little bit of silver foil and some very thin type copper strands that go around it under the plastic. All right. And then with telephone wires, what you've got is lots of little strands of different colored wires. 
and they all do different things. Now, it's interesting with telephone wires because when they connect up your telephone, they only connect two little wires. I think it's the orange one and the blue one. And so you've only got two wires of, out of the, all the other wires. Then this guy that I was talking to today, he said, he said, oh, you know, it's, you know, the old phones. And I was, yes, yes. He said, you know, like the 2G ones, you know, the old flip phones and uh, whatever. I said, yeah. He said, even the really old fashioned phones, they're, um, really behaving weirdly. And I was like, yeah, I've noticed this because I have one of these old phones and I had it in the safe and it had switched itself on. And I thought, well, this is odd because I noticed this as well. And what we thought when we talked about is maybe the technology that's in the uh, device is actually much more advanced than we've been told. I don't know. This is what I was wondering. Oh, yes. And uh, then I was thinking, well, it's interesting, you know, because in South Africa, we've got plug sockets that have round bits on the three areas that you plug into a plug. In England, we've got square bits, a three pieces, same sort of prod shape as the South African plugs. But in Europe, you've got the two prods plug, which are round. And then in America, you've also got the two prod ones. Why have we got two prod and three prod? You see, this I find interesting uh, because on the three prod plug, you've got one area for the earth, then one for positive and one for negative. So with the two prod one, I haven't checked it. Um, I had uh, problems where my aerials not been working properly. So I thought, well, I'll get some DVDs and I'll try and watch some DVDs. I'm just talking about what's been happening. Okay. It might be boring to you, but I find it really interesting. And uh, so anyway, I had uh, this DVD player that came with a sound system and I thought, well, I'll use this and try it. Anyway, it wouldn't work because someone had left a DVD in there and had been stuck in there. So I thought, right. But I noticed that it did something uh, to um, the currents. Uh, I noticed it. I thought, that's interesting. wonder why. Well, I think it's to do with audio and frequency um, and wavelengths and stuff like this and currents. So I thought, right, okay. So I thought, well, this thing's not working. I'm going to take it apart. So I unscrewed this uh, DVD player and had a look at all of the um, the boards inside it and the wires and everything else and how it all connected. And it was absolutely fascinating to, to take it all apart. And uh, I noticed that my aerial was better having this DVD player nearby so i kept all the parts ready to keep near the dvd player because for some reason it enhances the frequency of the signal of the aerial um so this is interesting i think um so the other thing that i found very interesting is um magnets and uh audio 
uh, because it all seems to be all connected with what's going on in the world. Um, so I, I bought some JBL speakers and uh, it because it was self-powered, I thought it wouldn't need a plug, right? So I bought them and it had a subwoofer and then two little speakers. So I thought, right, it's nice. Didn't obviously do what it said on the tin and it didn't really tell you how to do it. So I thought, you know, I'm going to take this apart and see what's inside this thing. Well, that was really complicated inside as well. But what I noticed when I um, took the audio cables and had a look inside, it had, instead of a positive and a negative wire and copper inside under the plastic, what it had was lots of silver little strands um, and then uh, a little red wire and a white wire. Um, and then so I took off the red wire and the silver wire plastic and they also had silvery things. And I thought, well, that's so very interesting. Hmm. Um, I'm just telling you what I found. You know, it's so very interesting, I think. Um, I was talking with this chap, as I say, about the cameras, and he was telling me he had a friend that, or a group that he used to meet up with, and there was a guy there who had made free electric, an old man. Um, and uh, I thought, well, that sounds very interesting. I'd love to meet up with him. But I think free electricity is easy to make. I don't think it's complicated. I think that um, they've made it complicated, and I think that's why it's become dangerous. Um, so we just need to all master it. You know, on the old videos I found, uh, there's people going around in flying machines and uh, boats that are powered by their own little electric motors that they've created, which are free energy. Um, the guy that had created this free um, electric did it with a Tesla coil. I thought that was very interesting. Um, so what else can I tell you? Um, LED lights. Oh, I don't like LED lights, so I don't use them. Um, I've noticed that, uh, like this chap and I were thinking, you know, some of our technology is more advanced than I think we realized. Um, and maybe the lights too, you know, with the bulbs and stuff, because you can get like on your smart routers, you can have a smart home where your light bulbs talk to your router and your fridge talks to your router and everything else. Um, oh yes. Uh, he was saying about tunnels. I said, oh yes tunnels yes i've noticed tunnels so they're all over where we live here i mean i know i said where i used to live i had a fireplace and i could hear the tunnels underneath and i could hear children crying as if they were being transported somewhere and uh, and i said and i've spotted a couple of other places where i can see tunnels and i've heard dogs barking and this kind of thing doesn't really look like anyone lives there and you wonder what what it's all used for or whatever but um anyway he said oh yes it seems to be all the car parks and he said they've got this sort of military glass it's like a dark green i was like oh yes he said, yes military glass 
I said, what do you think it's for? He said, well, maybe there's going to be a martial law declared in the years to come or something. I thought, oh, I don't know. Don't know what to think. He says, but we're just conspiracy theorists, aren't we? We don't know anything really. And I said, I know. But it's very interesting to, to talk about. But um, we've got some amazing relics where I live, beautiful buildings and things. And I reckon uh, there's like all these hills and out of the hills, the there's little gates, you know, built into the hills on the walls. And uh, some of them are gated with big chains and padlocks. And you're like, where do they go? You know, are they little tunnels? Do they connect to the tunnels? We've got buildings built half into the mountains with tunnels underneath them. Uh, you've got some buildings, especially the government buildings, with three or four levels below the ground. Uh, what happens? You know, what's going on? So very interesting. So many questions. I don't have the answers. Um, but um, I found that uh, water also has memory. Uh, so um, I think that <clears throat> water is uh, alive. I don't think that we should be flushing our poo down the loo with water. I think that we should be doing something else with our poo. I think that we should be taking our poo and using it in the ground somehow. I think that uh, we're destroying uh, the earth in a way that we're not using the resources in the right ways. Like almost like we've, we've been dumbed down. We've been made dumb. Uh, something's wrong. I can sense it. I just know it. Um, hmm. It's like bricks and uh, cement. All right. Um, the pyramids. All right. I, I watched this um, thing on YouTube about how the pyramids were built, and they were poured mold. Um, Basically, very easy to do, and this was a t and it made it looks like stone when it's done. And the guy showed a mix and he made the mix up. It's very simple, and uh, and he showed how they did it. I thought, oh yes, that makes sense. Very easy. Um, and so then I was thinking, okay, what if this is what the Romans used with all the buildings? Okay, so. Is this why they've hidden the technology for the buildings? The Romans are supposedly builders. Okay. And they always build roads that are straight. All roads go back to Rome. All these phrases. So it makes you think, well, there must be something to this. But also, if you look at some of the uh, old architecture and stuff, it looks like marble pillars, doesn't it, on some of these buildings? But it isn't. It's a mold that's been made. Okay. It's like Stonehenge in England. Everybody says this is a really old, old artifact, and it's been there for years, and they, people go there from all over the world to go walk around Stonehenge. But I've got pictures of when they constructed, and it's just concrete underneath the stone that they've made. 
They've done this to confuse us little earthlings. I mean, then when you think about pyramids, it's interesting as well. There's pyramids all over the world. And, uh, you know, what happened? Did they just build them everywhere to confuse the earthlings? And then you got Mr. Zuckerberg uh, from Fakebook. And he goes, oh, yeah, uh, when I used to be human or when I was human or something like this. And you start wondering... Um, I really think there's a body snatch going on. Um, and so I think it's all about truth and lies. I think we've got to fight for the truth. And, uh, I think we've been lied to about a lot of things. Uh, you know, just everything in the Bible is true. As in the truth will set you free. Jesus Christ came to set us free from this, from lies, death and darkness. So by knowing the word, we'll know the truth because Jesus is the word in the living form. It's a physical manifestation of the word. And he's the written word. And he's the word in heaven. So is the Bible. The Bible is God written. So we can get to know God at a one-to-one level without having to go to a priest. I don't think people realize the significance of what I'm saying. Because if they did, everybody would be lining up to buy a Bible. I don't understand why they're not. Okay? I kind of do, because I didn't read the Bible for a long time. I still talk to God. But I found that by reading the Bible, it really brings the word alive in your life. And yes, I believe we all called for an amazing purpose of the Lord. And the Lord will make your dreams come true as long as you put the Lord first. And that means your dreams are for the Lord's glory and that you don't lean on your own understanding, but you trust the Lord with everything. And this is so true, you know, um, it's amazing, you know, um, I, I found that with everything that's happened and, you know, there's not been people to help me with things and I've learned so much about what, how to do things. I I can change locks. Uh, I take DVD players apart and, you know, I even took a TV apart. I thought, well, I'll just see what's inside the thing and how it operates, you know. Uh, I took a hi-fi apart. I thought, well, I'll see what's inside there and how that all works. Uh, I had an old shower. I thought, well, I'll just see what's inside the shower and how that works. Some guy was going around in a powered scooter and it goes like apparently up to 20 miles an hour and I'd seen him going around in it and it looked so much fun. My friend Lamb who's from Gambia, was with me and we saw it. He said, oh, look at that. And I was like, yeah, I know, I'd like one of those. And he said, oh, no, it's very scary. I couldn't go on one of them. Anyway, I saw this guy. I said, oh, I saw your scooter. It looks like so much fun. And we got talking and I had a look and um, he said, it's got a little motor that you have to charge. And he couldn't even see the motor. It was teeny weeny, Um, probably about the size of a cigarette packet. Um, and uh, he said, you know, normally it would be powered so you can go all day on it, but he can only do, you know, maybe 20 miles, 30 miles in it, and then it's out of power. So anyway, I was like, oh, shame. I think maybe even less than that. 
and the I said, oh, wow. And apparently only a couple of hundred pounds, not a lot of money. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if a shower motor would uh, would do that. Uh, then I was thinking, how would you charge it? You'd have to self-power it without having to charge it. Uh, you know, this whole thing about solar as well, that's a whole farce. Uh, there is a way to make free electricity. These people were going around in flying machines and self-powered bikes that had engines we must try and reinvent this somehow. And, you know, I wonder sometimes, I think to myself, with all these people at free energy, they must have gone home and made themselves aeroplanes and made themselves cars and bikes and um, all sorts of wonderful things. And the government probably got so pissed off with them. That's probably why they did the reset. <laughs> because they couldn't make money out of them anymore, you know. <laughs> Imagine if everybody was making aeroplanes and flying them around, eh? <laughs> It'd be so much fun. I'd love to do it. Uh, so, yeah, I'd love to make a little powered scooter. Hmm. And I think I will end up doing things like this. I'm into all of that. I don't know why. Um, so, yes, very interesting it is. And uh, I think that we're in the most amazing time at the moment. I want you to know how much God loves you. He knows your heart, mind, spirit, and soul. He is you, inside you. He's with you. Christ lives inside you. He's with you wherever you go. His name is I Am. You mustn't fear anybody or anything. And... um I'm hoping to do some really thorough teaching on having no fear and uh, knowing that God is with you and these sort of things, just to reinforce what I'm saying. Uh, the Lord is so incredible, so fascinating. He's so mysterious, majestic and interesting. He's so, so clever. Uh, you know, he's just a hundred steps ahead of us, really. And uh, this is why you mustn't worry, because uh, all the things you worry about, you're wasting your time worrying because God has really got control and he knows what's going to happen. You know, even if you have to go through a bit of a tough time, God's going to use it to refine you and make you better. But also your rewards in heaven are going to be amazing. And I mean, the stuff that's uh, happened to me, it has been awful, but um, how can I put it? Well, if we're all like little Cinderella's, okay, that's why it's going to happen to you, okay? Because we're the inheritors of this earth. And the attackers are the ones, are the, the evil sisters that they want our crown. Don't lose your crown. Don't lose your faith and don't lose trust. If in doubt, just whisper in your heart, God, I need you. Please help me. I had this one time where this enemy of mine, and he was like a stalker, and I noticed that he was behind me. And uh, he, and then my daughter was with me in the car, and we were in, our, in the Ford. And I didn't know how to lock the doors, okay. So, 
we were scared to sit at the traffic lights and we noticed we'd gone down a few roads and this car was behind us wherever we went. And I started to become a bit sort of frightened. And I said, God, please help me. Please help me. I'm frightened. And then we went to, we were, I'd, pull, I'd pulled over and thought he'd leave me, this guy. And then he pulled up behind. Then he got out the car. Then he went to get something out of his boot and it looked like a hammer or something he was getting out. I thought he was going to hit, come and hit us with it. So we, we quickly got, uh, the car started again and tried to shift it. Then the guy came up behind us and I was praying to God. And then, um, I noticed that he just, just, he was behind us. He just disappeared. I couldn't see him when we turned right at the traffic lights. I just didn't see him again. And then uh, I pulled over and I went to the train station and I just took my breath and I just didn't see this guy again. And I thought, oh my gosh. And what I believe happened, I believe that the Lord made him invisible to me and he made me invisible to this man. And I have a little book that I write these things in, my testimonies of things that the Lord's done for me. And I strongly recommend that you get that as well just to reinforce when you doubt God to go through it so that you know that God's done so much for you also scripture around the house and even if you can't carry a bible write out a bible verse on a piece of paper get some sellotape and put sellotape on one side sellotape on the other side and that's a laminate home laminating and if you've got crinkle scissors, you can do crinkle all around the outside and look really cute. You could get the children to color in a bookmark and make crinkle um, bookmarks for granny and granddad and all the rest of it, or for your friends, and give them away. Or, you know, keep some in your pocket, and then if you bump into someone that looks homeless, you could give them one of them. And, you know, it's not money, is it? But it's something that would encourage them, messages of love. The word of God, sharing the truth with others and just trying to do our little bit. <laughs> um, so, you know, when you think about uh, technology, don't you think it's amazing that uh, you switch on a TV and you've got a screen with picture? Don't you think that's amazing? See, for me, I find that very, very amazing. And then when you take the TV apart, all it has, okay, is a screen. And then at the bottom, it's got a little board, a couple of little boards, um, a little bit fatter than a nail file. And that's it. And a couple of speakers and some wires. And you think, hey, all of this complicated tech is all in these tiny little boards with little bits of silver on it and whatever. Circuit board. For me, I find this amazing. I got an iPhone, which doesn't work. I thought I'd like to take that apart and see what's inside there. Hmm. Anyway, I didn't have a screwdriver that was star-shaped, so I haven't done it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I will. Um, I think these are the sort of things that I find interesting. Oh, yes, when I was moving things around, I had a reshuffle on the books. And uh, there's a book that I have 
one of the Bibles I want to share with you. One is called uh, Edward Martin to the parish of Bermondry, Bermondry. Um, and it's dated 1645. In this Bible, um, I've got the Bible at the front, okay, just a standard Bible, it looks, but at the back, it's got all sorts of amazing things, and I was just so impressed with it. I used to keep it in the bedroom, but then I thought, I'm going to keep it with my study area and see if it'll help me, and it's got Bible illustrations and an appendix too helps to the study of the Bible printed at the Oxford, at the University Press London, Henry Froud, Oxford University Press, Amen Corner, Amen Corner, uh, New York, 35 West 32nd Street. Have you noticed some of the old printed books have got limited companies with LTD? And then I was thinking, and they don't have postcodes. Then I was thinking, maybe the LTD Limited is something to do with Jesus' time. I don't know. They just continued it. Then I noticed also the banks, uh, all the buildings of the banks, like Lloyd's Banks in England. They're always really amazing buildings. Well, they used to be. Now some of them aren't in buildings, some of them are online, but... Just start looking at the buildings and the ones that say bank on. Just look at them. They're really amazing. So it's got the preface. Then it's got a list of plates, uh, um, alphabets, inscriptions, Phoenicians and Hebrew alphabets, Greek and Latin alphabets, doorway of a to tome, tomb of Gezer. And then it's got the, the Prissy of Papyrus. And then it's got the Rosetta Stone, the Moabite Stone, the Salome inscriptions, biblical manuscripts, Hebrew Pentateuch, uh, the Book of the Law, Samaritan Pentateuch, uh, Syriac Books of Pentateuch, uh, Syriac Curatitanian Gospels, uh, Syriac Book of Genesis, Syriac Book of Isaiah, Arabic Book of Job, Ethiopic Octotok, uh, Armenian Gospels, Coptic Gospel of St. Luke, the Greek Bible Codex Vaticanus, Greek Bible Codex Sinaiticus. Um, then I've got Greek Bible, uh, Greek and Latin Gospels, and all sorts of very interesting things. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, I just could be here all day listing, listing all the things that it says it's got in here. Um, and then it's got the Tyndale New Testament uh, and the Tyndale Pentateuch. Uh, and then it's got the Coverdale Bible versions, uh, Matthew's Bible, T Taverner's Bible, the Great Bible, the Geneva Bible, Bishop's Bible, Rame's New Testament, King James Bible, the First Oxford Bible, um, Illustration of the Old Testament History and Religion, at Egypt, the religion of the Egyptians, the Egyptian gods and goddesses, Ark of the God of the God Amun, uh, immortality, names of Egyptian kings, mentioned in the Bible, Ramesses, uh, all of these things. And then uh, 
the Israelites in Egypt, uh, strangers coming into Egypt, Egyptian granaries, Egyptian brick makers, brick of Ramesses, two, uh, fishing scene, document of papyrus, table of offerings, also sandals and collar of, uh, and the breastplates, um, and the Egyptian harper, and the musical instruments, um, the dispatch from the governor of Tyre to the king of Egypt. Just stuff like this. I mean, it's just wonderful what I've got in this Bible. It's a real gorgeous little thing. I'm so pleased with it. Um, history of Assyria, history of Babylon, uh, Babylonia, religion of Babylonia and Assyria. So it lists all of these things. Um, illustrations of the New St Testaments. And it's just got so much in it. Uh, and it's just, I was sitting here reading through it and I was here all night and I only got through a section of that. You know, it's just amazing. Um, strongly encourage you to go in the charity shops and go to the bookshelves and look at the old books. See what books you can find. Old Bibles and buy them, keep them, hide them, give them away. Um, but get them. Uh, I found that, you know, when I first came to God and I wanted a Bible, I had to go and buy a Bible and no one offered me one, you know, cheaply. And I just, I was so desperate. I had to buy one. I ended up buying this Bible for 50 pounds. I often buy them now for 10 pence in the charity shop or a pound or whatever. And I do, I buy them and I give them away so that people have them when they need them. Uh, this you can do also. It's your little bit that God needs us to do. Get Bibles and always have a couple spare in the car. So you meet someone in need, you can give them away. You know? Or even to have them in the car for yourself. You know, if, if you find that you've got to get up and go one day and you need to go in the car, you know that there's a Bible in the car for you all the time should you need it. Um, so <laughs> I recommend that <laughs> and a couple spare, you know, to give away and help others, um, always have a sleeping bag in the car too. Never know, <laughs> never know what's going to happen in this world. Um, and, uh, if you don't know how to change locks, learn how to change locks, do these things so that we are more fulfilled inside I suppose ask yourself where you want to be in five years ask yourself where you want to be in a year I don't even think we've got a year <laughs> um, so I guess the questions I ask is am I pleasing God and what more can I do to please God and uh all we can do <laughs> praise the lord uh so that's my update and uh you know i just i just wanted to share this with you i'll tell you what i'll do um let's just grab a bible and read some scripture so that we feel that we've got something from the word today i'm going to open isaiah and i'm just going to see what page it falls on and it's fallen on 
Isaiah 10, 20, and it says, A remnant of Israel will return in the day. The remnant of Israel, the survivors of Jacob, will no longer rely on him who struck them down, but will truly rely on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. A remnant will return. A remnant of Jacob will return to the mighty God. Though your people be like the sand by the sea, Israel only, a remnant will return. Destruction has been decreed, overwhelming and righteous. The Lord, the Lord Almighty, will carry out the destruction decreed upon the whole, whole land. This is what the Lord Almighty says. My people who live in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrians who beat you with a rod and lift up a club against you as Egypt did. Very soon, my anger against you will end and my wrath will be directed to their destruction. The Lord Almighty will lash them with a whip as when he struck down Midian at the rock of Oreb and he will raise his staff over the waters as he did in Egypt. In that day, their burden will be lifted from your shoulders, their yoke from your neck, the yoke will be broken because you have grown so fat. Beautiful, isn't it? They enter Ayath. They pass through Migron. They store supplies at Mechmash. They go over the pass and say, We will camp overnight at Geba. Ramah trembles. Gabia of Saul flees. Cry out, daughter Gullim. Listen, Lashesh. Poor Anna Thoth, Madmena, is in flight. The people of Gibbim take over, take cover. This day they will halt at Nob. They will shake their fist at the Mount of Daughter Zion, at the hill of Jerusalem. See, the Lord Almighty will lop off the boughs with great power. The lofty trees will be felled. The tall ones will be brought low. He will cut down the forest thickets with an axe. Lebanon will fall before the mighty one. Then it goes on to the branch of the roots of Jesse, which I'll read also. I believe this is the Lord's prophecy for everyone to listen to from me today. The branch from the roots of Jesse. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat and the calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. 
The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The gathering of the remnant in that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to reclaim the surviving remnant of his people from Assyria, from Lower Egypt, from Upper Egypt, from Cush, from Elam and from Babylonia, from Hamath and from the islands of the Mediterranean. He will raise a banner for the nations and gather the exiles of Israel. He will assemble the scattered people of Judah from the four quarters of the earth. Ephraim's jealousy will vanish and Judah's enemies will be destroyed. Ephraim will not be jealous of Judah nor Judah hostile towards Ephraim. They will swoop down on the slopes of Philistia to the west. Together they will plunder the people to the east. They will subdue Edom and Moab, and the Ammonites will be subject to them. The Lord will dry up the gulf of the Egyptian sea. With a scorching wind, he will sweep his hand over the Euphrates River. He will break it up into seven streams so that anyone can cross over it in sandals. There will be a highway for the remnant of his people that is left from Assyria as there was for Israel when they came up from Egypt. Songs of praise to the Lord. In that day you will say, I will praise you, Lord. Although you were angry with me, your anger has turned away and you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself, is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day you will say, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done, and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. Praise the Lord. I believe that was from the Lord. <laughs> For you to hear today isn't that beautiful so um if you haven't been saved and you want to follow jesus then there's no better time than today you've got nothing left to lose but only everything to gain i strongly recommend that you hand your life to the lord and follow him oh i just skipped over in my drink sorry about that Let's do the sinner's prayer together. Dear mighty Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that you're the son of God. I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for our sins. I beg forgiveness for my sins. I wish to follow you. I know that I will never be worthy of your grace and your forgiveness, but I know that you have given it to us in all your glory. And I thank you for that, mighty Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. I cast out all demons in the name of Jesus Christ. I break any curses or any witchcraft against you, your family, your life, and against anybody listening to this sermon. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pour the blood of the Lamb over you and your families. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I ask the Lord to bless you. I break any anything in your life that is holding you back, any sickness, any illness, any mental illness, any depression, anxiety, or anything of this nature, I break it now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I ask the Lord to surround you with an army of angels and his Holy Spirit to give you wisdom, knowledge and understanding in all that you do, all the finances and resources for you to serve the Lord according to his will and his word and that we are pleasing to the Lord and that he looks down and is happy and smiles and is happy to have us as his children and loves us. Ask the Lord to demonstrate his authority and power in your life, that there's no doubt in your mind of the Lord's existence and his power and majesty and love and peace and joy and grace that he offers you. May the light of Christ shine through you so that others come to Christ, I pray. May your lives change from this sermon. May your life be noticeably different, that you are filled with excitement and joy and peace in your life, knowing that we serve the most amazing God and that He lives inside you and that we have such incredible might and power through his word by doing his will seeking to please him i pray for all our countries as well that our leaders don't persecute us but give that we have favor in their eyes and all our employers or anybody above us our landlords our mortgage companies our banks that we have favor in their eyes and we have the ability to borrow money if we need to, but that we are the head also and not the tail and that we have all the resources we need to, to make ends meet. I pray for all your children also and may the Lord fill them with joy and peace at school and that they will know the strength and power of the Lord as well. May they be curious about the Lord and come to him through their own will and desire. I pray this now in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray that you know that everywhere you go, no weapon fashioned against you will prosper, as it says in Isaiah 54, 17. Please also ring, read Psalm 91 every morning if you're under attack. Um, this will give you incredible encouragements. Uh, Psalms are very good to read and also play the Bible in the background on your phone. If you've got the audio Bible, get the blue one on iPhone. That's really good. Got different voices for different people. Um, and you can also watch the Bible on the Bible series on YouTube. Eight one-hour episodes, which are fantastic. 
for learning about the Lord. And just please trust the Lord that he's with you in Jesus' mighty name. I love you all. It's Aisha from God FM. If you wish to find us, you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome, YouTube, Apple, um, Love Heart Radio, BitChute, uh, and uh, we're on Rumble also. You can contact me, admin at godfm.org.uk, or you can uh, ring me on my mobile or text me on uh, Telegram, Aisha Hart, A-Y-E-S-H-A, and then Hart at Telegram, yeah. And uh, you can also email me, as I've already said, but you can phone me, 0777-777-888, or 888 Hope you all have an amazing day. Praise the Lord. It's Aisha from God FM. Take care, everyone.